Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Saturday, January 21st, 2023, and today is our 70th devotional. And today we're going to be looking at Saul's honor from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 30. It says this, Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of my people and before Israel, and turn again with me, that I, I may worship the Lord thy God. So as we start to look at this whole situation, this um, the story behind what's going on here, this is kind of the last thing that happens. And what has taken place before, um, Saul has been commanded by God to go and wipe out a certain group of people and you might say well that doesn't seem right we'll leave that for another time but God can do what he wants he's sovereign and he can judge and he can command somebody to do this and Saul was given the command to go and judge uh, this group of people and um, Saul only partially performed the command that was given he wiped out the lower uh, group of people. He was also supposed to, to wipe out all their animals uh, in the process. They weren't supposed to take any spoil, very much like Jericho, where they went in and wiped out everyone except for Rahab the harlot. Um, here, they were supposed to wipe out everybody, everything, because of the way that this group of people, the Am Amorites, uh, had treated the, the people of God as they came out of Egypt, and God said he would wipe them off the face of the earth. So um, he only partially performed this. He only partially killed uh, everyone. He left the best of the animals and the best uh, King Agag uh, alive. And then when um, confronted about the disobedience, he blamed the people for what he did. He said they they pressured him to do that. And then he also throws in, so that we could make a sacrifice unto God. And, and we were going to sacrifice the animals. So he justifies himself by saying, we were going to do something good with this. And he blames the people for pressuring him into it. And then Saul takes and makes some of the most helpful insights in, into just some practical living here. He he makes the statement down in um, chapter 15, verse 22 and 23. Uh, we won't read the whole thing, but he, he says to obey is better than sacrifice and, and to hearken or to listen to the voice of God. It's better than the fat of rams. And, and so that's the first part. Just being obedient is what God is looking for here, Saul, and you haven't done it. And then he, he goes on to state this, Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is like iniquity and idolatry. Uh, and when I was a kid, I used to hear this all the time. I used to hear this preached at youth meetings and um, in the youth department at our church. And one day I realized this wasn't given to a teenager. This was directed towards leadership. Uh, towards people, uh, towards a person in charge. And it just kind of struck me that 
um, the people that are most guilty of rebellion or uh, stubbornness are people in charge. But Saul, he, he still is more concerned at the appearance of things because as Saul or Samuel starts to turn around and walk off, Saul grabs his, his outer garment and rips it, holding him back and telling him, no, stay here with me. Um, you can't leave me here. And he says, stay with me so that I can worship and honor me before the people. And he's still more concerned with how he looks before the people rather than how he looks before God. And um, as we start to think about how can we apply um, this into our lives, um, first off, we need to realize that the glory of God should be our first and foremost um, concern in life, um, whether it's from our uh, marriages. Um, why do most marriages fail? Because they're only thinking of themselves. They're not thinking about the glory of God in the marriage. That's the last thing that they're thinking of in the marriage is glorifying God uh, when it comes to the point of divorce. Uh, why uh, do we not raise our children according to the Bible? Well, it's because we're more afraid of the state than we are of God. We're afraid that if we do something wrong, somebody might uh, tell on us and we would be in trouble with the state. I know I've heard that I don't know how many times when I'm trying to uh, advise people on training up their children. You've got to discipline them. Well, I can't discipline my child because the state won't like that. And discipline doesn't always have to be uh, spanking your child. There are some creative ways to discipline your child. And children need structure. They need discipline. They need to understand that there are consequences. And because we don't do that for them, we see where we're at. Um, but we're more afraid of the state than we are of God. Um, there are just so many other things that, that come into play here. Where the glory of God, if we would look first and foremost and put that number one in our lives, it would alleviate so much uh, so many problems in our life if we would just glorify God with all that we say and all we do. Obedience um, is what brings glory to God. When we obey Him, um, that brings so much honor to Him. And, and one of the first things that He wants us to do is to obey and being willing to repent. The Bible tells us um, that He's commanded all men everywhere to repent, Acts tells us. So, you know, maybe this is one of the big problems that we have in our churches is that uh, people have repented once and they've come to Christ, but they don't continue to practice repentance uh, throughout their lives and, and they become stubborn and entrenched in what they're doing. So obedience brings so much glory to God when we trust him with our finances, when we trust him with our time, when we trust him with our relationships when we trust him with our hobbies, this all brings so much glory to God if we would just obey him. And then another idea that I, I saw here, uh, the idea of rebellion and stubbornness is not just for teens. Um, I know we, we look at teens and we say they're being stubborn, 
they're being rebellious, they're being, um, they just want to do their own thing. They're, we're probably right there to, to a certain extent, but where do they get it from? Uh, most of the time, they're just acting out what they see in their parents' lives. And so we need to learn as parents not to be stubborn to what God is wanting us to do and not to be rebellious uh, and do our own thing rather than what God wants us to do. And then one last thought here. Um, we see that Saul, his disobedience, uh, it came back to hurt them years later. Uh, Esther had to deal with um, not Mordecai, Haman. Um, Esther and Mordecai had to deal with Haman. Haman was an Agagite, and King Agag uh, was the one that Saul let off the hook. Now, Sam, uh, Samuel did go ahead and kill King Agag, but some of his descendants made it, and they had to deal with the Agagites later on um, in the in the book of uh, Esther. So um, it reminds me that when we don't deal with a sin in our life or a problem in our life, um, most likely our children are going to be stuck dealing with that problem uh, later on. So deal with it early. Take care of it. Make it easier for your children uh, or for those that come after you. Even you know if you are in a position of leadership, make it easier for those under you uh, by you dealing with the problem instead of passing it on to someone else. So um, I just see Saul's life as such a tragic uh, event. He started off with such potential and he wound up doing such harm. Uh, we could take a whole devotional and look at all the harmful things that he did. And we might just start off next week by doing that and, and then transitioning into uh, looking at David's life and some of the ways that David honored God with his life. So I hope that's been a, uh, a blessing to you and a help to you. And, and I hope you'll take some time and read through 1 Samuel chapter 15. Uh, I know that will be a blessing to you. So uh, until the next time, auf Wiederhören.